you need to build your fan base. You know, like I have my little catchphrases, free 99 knowledge <laughs> or but Reyes. Do you know what but Reyes really means? Mm-mm. So pretty much I was starting businesses. I was showing- Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today in this interview, we are talking with Reyes, the entrepreneur. This is a guy who is going full-time. He's full-time on YouTube right now. He's got about 200,000 subscribers at the moment, and his niche is he basically tests out different side hustles and side businesses on his YouTube channel and uh, tells you guys if they are worthwhile or not. So stuff that he's done um, includes vending machines. He's done an eBay business. He started a t-shirt printing business. He's done a lot of different things. And his story is very interesting because for one point in time, for about three months um, in his journey, he was homeless and he was kicked out of his house. He didn't have anywhere to stay and he was on the streets. And then from there, he was able to build up a couple different businesses, which eventually led into him going full-time on on YouTube as he is right now. He's got a very, very interesting story. I'm super stoked for him to share it with you guys. I'm really glad we got connected. Um, he's doing some really good things. He's got a, he's honestly, his personality is just amazing. Um, you're really going to enjoy this interview. So wherever you are, if you're walking the dog, if you are at the gym, wherever you are listening to this podcast, wherever Young Smart Money is coming at you from today, I want you guys to sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Reyes, the entrepreneur. Reyes, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, man. How about yourself? It, it, I'm doing great, dude. It is a fantastic day. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a wonderful, it's a wonderful day. So, Reyes, uh, our listeners, they heard a little bit about you in the intro, but for those of them that aren't familiar with what you're doing right now, could you give us a quick snapshot, maybe like 60 seconds of uh, what you are currently working on, and then we're going to work our way up to the present day. So pretty much I'm a full-time YouTuber and my main content is I teach people how to start a side business by me actually starting the business so they could see the good and the bad. I've done vending machines, eBay stores, my own shirt business, and now I'm jumping into other things. So if you want to learn and you want to see the struggle of starting a business from home, that's what my channel is all about. Mm, I love it. I love it. And there's so many young people listening to this show right now that could get a lot of value from the stuff that you've done. So I'm really excited to dive more into that. So Reyes, one thing that I'm always very curious about with my guests is like how they got started. So talk to me about like middle school and high school in particular. Were you the kid that was running around flipping shoes um, in the back of a class, like slinging CDs, or were you somebody that took school very seriously? What did that look like for you? You know what? I was a lazy student. I just focused <laughs> on getting C's just to pass, you know? Yeah. And, but here's one thing that I noticed about myself. I love teaching. Mm. I always loved teaching when I was younger, helping other people, especially in math. Mm. So in high school, I just focused on teaching, helping people. But then I was, I'm also curious into business. So that's when I started getting the mindset that, hey, what do I want to do after high school? Do I want to start a business, go to business school, this and that? And that's pretty much it. I mean, in high school, I was one of those kids that kept to myself, did my homework, went home and played video games. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So then yeah. did you end up going to college? Did you end up going to business school or was that not, a, not the choice you made? So here's the thing. I love teaching, so I was going to go to college to become a math teacher. Okay. But as I was going to go to a four-year college, I had a decision. Do I go become a math teacher, get a degree, and be in debt? or follow my passion to start a business and see where it goes. Now, I'm not saying college is bad. 
I just knew it wasn't for me. Mm. So I just I dropped out and I decided to start my own business. And um, there was a lot of ups and downs. And until I came up to YouTube, started making YouTube videos, this took off. And now I do YouTube full time mm. as a business. I, I do YouTube as a business where I have different streams of revenue. I have a, I have sponsorships. I have affiliate deals. I sell merch and of course, YouTube ad revenue. Mm, absolutely. So what was that first business that you decided to pursue when you were deciding to to skip the school route and, and go down your own path? Making shirts. Mm. I wanted to make uh, my own little shirt business. And I honestly tried making my shirt business grow about three or four times. <laughs> because you know, you try a business and then something happens that you just stop. And a couple months later, you're like, oh, I want to get back into it. But by the third time, I told myself, I'm either going to grow the shirt business into my full-time income, or I'm just going to focus on something else because mm. I can't keep wasting time on this. And I just put all my efforts into growing my business, and it grew, man. <laughs> oh, and from home, all from one bedroom. Really? So like, were you, how were you, how are you, what was the business looking like? Like, were you printing shirts yourself? Were you designing shirts yourself? What yes. were these shirts looking like? So pretty much my whole model was the custom model. Someone has a logo and idea. I make it happen and I put it onto a shirt. And I started with decals. Decals are little stickers that you put in the back of your car. Yeah. And then I introduced shirts, screen printing, vinyl, uh, key transfer papers. And I just grew all of that where I was making about $5,000 in sales. Now, I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but $5,000 working from home, you know, no extra rent, no employees. I mean, I was living the good life, man. Exactly. Making your own hours, being your own boss. Like that's like a lot of people think that like, if you want to be an entrepreneur and be a successful entrepreneur, you got to be making six figures. You got to be making millions of dollars. But in reality, like if you're making enough to support yourself and your quality of life that you're happy living, like that is, that's freedom right there because then you can do whatever you want to do. And look, I'm going to tell you something that I always tell people. Don't compare yourself to other people. Mm. There's other entrepreneurs who are making such figures, seven figures. And you're like, dang, that's success. No, you got to figure out what success is to you. Like for me, even though I'm not making a lot of money, I'm successful because I do this full time, meaning I wake up whenever I want. Mm -hmm. I do whatever I want and I wear chanclas all day, <laughs> which is sandals. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and a saying that I really like, I'm not really sure who came up with it first, um, but it's like, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 30. Because like, if you're just starting off, you can't be comparing yourself to these guys who've been in the game for years and years and, and been building things over time. Like you have to come into it with some perspective of like, I'm just starting off. I need to see what I can do today and just compare you to you. Don't compare you to anybody else because that's not a fair comparison to make. You don't know what they've been going through. You don't know how long they've been building this um, and you don't have the full story. Exactly. And mainly try being better than yesterday. That's yes. all. That should be your goal. Just try getting better each and every day. It doesn't matter if somebody got a hundred subscribers or a thousand subscribers, be happy. You got at least 10 subscribers. Yeah. And that means you're growing at your own pace. Exactly. As long as you're moving away from yesterday, moving towards tomorrow, um, you're moving in the right direction. So Reyes, I'm curious, how were you getting clients for this um, printing business, this t-shirt, this decal business? Like where were you getting your clients from? Facebook marketing, word of mouth. That's it. Because look, in a business, if you produce great work, 
your customers are gonna love it. They're gonna tell all their friends and family and give and that brings you more customers. And that's free 99 right there. <laughs> I love it. So were you running Facebook ads for this business? Were you doing all organic? What'd that look like? Organic, I found Facebook pages in my town. And then I just started advertising my work every now and then. Mm. I advertised about two times a week on those pages because I didn't want to do too much where it became spam, but I wanted to do just enough to be relevant. Mm, absolutely. Like you got to make sure that when yeah. you're coming in and advertising, you're not spamming because if you're spamming, people aren't going to like that. They're not going to be very yeah. fond of your business. They're not going to have a positive association. And, so you have to find that another, balance. Exactly, man. Another thing I found out was you're advertising. It needs to tell a story. Like when I post a shirt to advertise, I don't just say, hey, hit me up for your custom orders. I post a picture of a birthday shirt I did. You know, I post a picture of a mm -hmm. birthday shirt I did. And then in the, in the description, I write, little uh, Laura was happy that she got this custom shirt for her birthday. You know, the story. Mm. That's one, and that's one thing I do with my YouTube as well. Even though I'm showing you how to start a hustle, I focus on telling you a story. Mm, absolutely. So what made you want to go down the t-shirt the business at first? Like, why did you decide that you wanted to start a t-shirt business? In high school, like I told you, I kept to myself. I didn't have a lot of friends. I went on YouTube. And I looked up easy home businesses. Mm -hmm. I saw a video on somebody making their own shirts from home. I was hooked right there. <laughs> what was the startup it. cost? Like, what did you have to buy to get started? Oh, bro, it was real low budget. Really? I used a stencil. Like, I got a big white paper from uh, Dollar Tree. <laughs> I drew my design. I cut out with an exacto knife. And then I just put on top of a shirt and put ink over it. Wow. I, it was real, real low budget. But the thing is, I love doing it. I love being creative. Hmm. And I'm, I was mainly making shirts for me. Little by little, the world, got, the you know, people started finding out. And then I started... And then I started investing on more equipment little by little. Mm, absolutely. That's, that's what I mainly tell people. When you want to start something, start with the bare minimum just to try it out, get experience, get feedback, and then keep growing. Exactly. I, uh, so many people hit me up saying, Ray, I have $3,000. How can I invest all of it to grow my business? Nah, bro, don't. <laughs> invest very small. And only invest money if you need to invest money or if that investment is going to bring more money into the business. Mm, exactly, exactly. And make sure that you're investing your time as well because a lot of people, they think they just have to invest all of their money. But like, no, you have time. If you're a young person and you have time, like invest that into your business. Like yep. start grinding away and, and, and putting the hustle in and, and putting the work in to get yourself to that next level. Yeah, here's, a lot, here's one thing a lot of people, a lot of people who want to start a business, don't understand that you could buy all the equipment and you could have all the money in the world. But if you don't put in the grind, mm. the time to grow it, you're not going to be successful. People tell me, Reyes, what's an easy, quick way to start a business and make money? And I tell them, if you have a full-time job, forget about the shirt business. Because the shirt business, it takes so much hours. Look, I work almost 80 hours a week to be my own boss because I didn't want to work 40 hours a week making somebody else rich, working mm. for somebody else. That's the life of, of an entrepreneur where you don't care about the time because you just want to grind and grow, 
just to be your own boss. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. talk to me about the next business that you decided to start. Okay. So you're doing this t-shirt business. You're getting some traction now. What came next for you? You know what? I realized when I was doing the shirt business, mm -hmm. it was good, but I didn't enjoy it because like I told you, it took a lot of time. Yeah. Like I was working 15 hours a day on just orders. Wow. And even though I was making money, it got to a point where I wasn't enjoying my time anymore. So I decided to jump into YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I invested into YouTube and it took a while to grow, but I knew YouTube was going to be my next business, like real business. And I made it happen, man. <laughs> so why did you decide to pick YouTube and why did you know that there was potential there for you to, for you to make a real business? Because I know there's so many, you, you've seen the big time YouTubers oh, and yeah. they're making money and they seem like they're having a great time. And I'm thinking, I love teaching. I don't love making shirts. Mm. So I just jumped into this. I didn't know if it was going to work out or not, but I just went for it. That's so talk it. To, yeah. So talk to me about those first couple weeks, months, um, or just time that you spent on YouTube. What were, what were you making content about? Were you seeing traction? And what did that look like at first for you? So I've been doing YouTube for three years. Wow. Since 2015. But I decided to go full in. Full-time, January of 2018, a, you know, a year and three months ago. And I saved $7,000 for my shirt business because I told myself, at the end of this year, 2017, I'm going to save money and I'm just going to stop making shirts and jump into YouTube full-time. I only had 2,000 subscribers. I wasn't making any money, but I was so determined to make it happen. Three months later, after I went in full-time, you know what happened? What happened? I lost all my money and I was only making a few hundred dollars a week selling merch and products. And I had a family, you know, and I had rent and I felt like I made the biggest mistake of my life because I stopped making shirts. I, I invested the $7,000 into YouTube to pay for the bills and equipment and it didn't work out. And I had to make a decision. Do I keep going with YouTube even though it's not making enough money? Or do I quit YouTube and go back to shirts? I decided to stick with YouTube. So I started doing shirts, but then, you know, life works in mysterious ways. I got sick. I had to go to a hospital and I was out of work for three weeks. I was on bed rest and I was in the hospital and I was low on money and I hit a really a low point in my life, rock bottom. And I was going through some relationship issues as well, custody battles. So it was real bad, man. And I was lost in the world until I decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to hope for the best, for the best. When I got better, I, could, I sold my shirt equipment to pay for the rent. So you can kind of see my situation right now. It's really uncertain. So mm -hmm. I went to go get a regular job. I started working in the fields and I started working at AMPM, but I kept producing content, shirt content. Then I made one video that went semi-viral. It brought in a lot of subscribers. I went from 3,000 subscribers to 10,000 10, subscribers in a month or two. I started making money. And when I was making $3,000 in my YouTube business, I quit my job and I've been doing YouTube full-time ever, ever since.
Wow. That's, that's a lot of ups and downs there. How were you, how were you motivated to keep going and to, and to persevere with YouTube throughout that entire time and not just give up? Because I already put it in my mind. You know, there's a lot of people out there who have, that have a plan B, plan C, if something mm -hmm. doesn't work out. My plan A is to be rich and successful. My plan B is to be successful and rich. That's <laughs> it. Like, I've had over 30 jobs since I was 21. I'm 28 right now. And I, I decided a long time ago, I'm not going to work a regular, regular job. I'm not going to make somebody else rich. It's either I'm going to be my own boss or I'm going to die trying to be my own boss. That's my only option. And when life knocks you down, you only have one option to keep going forward. Mm. And that's all I did, man. That's all I did. That's the truth. So I what mean, was this video that went semi-viral? Funny thing is how I made my shirt business into my full-time income. So <laughs> even though I wasn't making shirts, for orders, I was making shirt content. So, you know, I would document, here, here's the funny thing. I had recorded a whole week of uh, shirt orders before I stopped making shirts, but I never edited the video. When I was sick and I came home and I had to spend a week in, in bed rest, I didn't have anything to do except edit. So I ed that was my first video I edited, and that was the first video that went semi-viral. Almost 400,000 views in a couple months. Wow. But see, I only made that video because I got sick. If I didn't get sick, I probably would have never made that video. So, I mean, there's nothing you could do <laughs> except just <laughs> do your best. Exactly. Oh, that's all that. I mean, that's all there is to do. Yep. All right. So now at this point um, where we're, we're flashing back, you're, you're making $3,000 a month on YouTube. You quit your job. Uh, what, what happened next? So at this point, were you solely making shirt content on your channel or had you diversified into like other things as well? I had to diversify because it came to a point I had like 50,000 subscribers, but the new shirt content I was making, it wasn't getting a lot of views. Mm. And right there and there, I know from business, if something isn't selling, it's time to switch it up. Yep. So even though the shirt content wasn't getting a lot of views, I had to bring in new content. So that's when I brought the eBay. Still wasn't getting a lot of views, but when I brought the vending machine business, 50,000 turned into 200,000. Wow. The vending machine. Not only did my first vending machine video go semi-viral also, four or 500,000 views, then I made another video, how much I made collecting from those machines. That video right there went viral, over a million views. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what made you want to get into the vending machine business? That seems kind of random from going from like selling stuff online, on eBay, selling your t-shirts. Like what made you go into vending machines? Well, I'm always trying to find cool, interesting um, side hustles. Sure. And I had a friend who I interviewed a long time ago and I asked them pretty much how you're asking me about my business. Yeah. I asked them about his business, which was vending machines. And when it came time to try new content, I hit him up. He gave me the quick rundown and I invested into my first machine. Wow. So how does that work? Do you like buy a machine, you put it somewhere or, or how does that process yeah. work? So this is it. You buy the machine. If, the very first thing is buy a used machine. Not only is it cheaper, you're going to learn a lot. <laughs> you have 
to clean it. You have to take it apart, put it back together, and that's valuable experience. Then you have to go get a location. Easier said than done, but if you're persistent, it's possible. Right now I have 20 machines out there making me money while I sleep. And each machine makes between $15 to $25 profit. How, how frequently? What, uh, a month. A month? Every okay. month. So pretty much it's kind of like passive income, yeah. but you have to find a location and you have to maintenance the machine, but you do it once a month. Like tomorrow, I'm going to go collect from all my 20 vending machines and see how much I make. Hmm. So that's pretty much it. I mean, you just, get a vending, uh, you just get a machine, put it in a location, come check up on it at once a month, and boom, there's some extra spending money. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you find a location? Or like, do you have to like negotiate with these, with these vendors? Or how do, you, how do you get a location? So this is where your salesmanship has mm. to come in where you need to come up with a sales pitch. What are they going to get for letting you place a machine there? I usually tell them you and your customers are going to get snacks. You know, you like I find locations like salons that have a high traffic of customers. And you know what? They're just sitting around waiting. Might as well have some snacks. Also, I put it there for free. They don't pay me anything to put it there. I clean it, I stock it up, I maintenance it, and I give you 10% of the gross sales. So if the machine makes 100 bucks, I give you $10, you didn't have to do anything. Mm. Yep. Mm. But see, look, when you're trying to go out there to sell somebody, you have to realize what their objections are gonna be. How yeah. big is it? Is it a mess? And honestly, if it breaks, are we going to be liable for it? So you kind of have to think like a store owner so you can have those answers ready. Mm, I think that's a really, really important thing for any kind of sales you're doing. Always have their objections in mind. Like think about what might they say and what might be their issues and bring those things up before they bring them up because that's when, that's when they're really going to be listening. Exactly, man. And that's pretty much it. And trust me, you're going to get a lot of no's. One thing about this business, you're going to get used to rejection. <laughs> there, you're going to get more no's than yes. But if you only have one machine, you only need one yes. Mm, that's yep. the truth. Mm -hmm. where, do you, where do you buy your machines? Do you buy those online? Are there like places where you can go and buy those? Well, I first started Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. That's where I bought my uh -huh. first machines. But then I partnered with a gumball machine company that sells the machines great price and i buy them from them and of course you know pull my affiliate link in the bottom i make a good percentage i can't say how much percent because my competition might be you know the other people might be watching <laughs> but I'm, they're taking care of your boy <laughs> i love it i love it so i want to talk a little bit more about youtube now because that's like your your full-time gig when you decided to go full in with youtube um, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced with like learning the algorithm or figuring out how to um, create viral videos? Like what were some of the challenges that you were facing early on? That it's trying to grow. The main, the thing about YouTube is if you're not getting views, you're not making any money. And mm. YouTube for me was a business. So I needed to get views. And then just pretty much the biggest challenge was trying to figure out 
what your audience wants to see. That's the biggest one. You know, the algorithm, it changes so often. Uh, it's good to know it, but you can't depend on it. Because what works today might not work tomorrow in the algorithm. But my biggest challenge was focusing on the content, making great, unique, interesting content. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And and your um your watch numbers on your videos compared to like your subscribers are really high compared to some of the other channels in your niche. Um so I think you have a very good pulse of like what your audience actually wants to see. Here's the thing, something else I learned. You need to build a community. You need to build your fan base. You know, like I have my little catchphrases, free nine nine knowledge <laughs> or Boreas. Do you know what Boreas really means? Mm-mm. So pretty much I was starting businesses. I was showing people how to start a business. But in almost every video, there's some people saying, but Reyes, I don't have enough money. But Reyes, I don't have enough time to do this. So but Reyes, we just became one of my little slogans. <laughs> and I make sure to show love to my fans. Mm. Make, keep them coming back and rewarding them. Not only with free 99 knowledge, but interactions. I try responding to all the messages. I try doing a lot of giveaways and I just try showing love and encourage other people, my supporters. Mm, I love it because a lot of people, they'll get some followers and then they'll just start, see it, start seeing it as a number instead of yep. as actual people. Here's the thing. And I'm guilty of that as well because when my channel was really growing rapidly, look, I gained 100,000 subscribers in two months. Wow. So... I was growing really quickly and I was in that habit at, you know what? I want another thousand subscribers, 10,000. And then when it started slowing down, it got to me. I was like, what am I doing wrong? But then I had to realize instead of trying to gain more subscribers, show love to the people who are already supporting you right now. Mm. And that's what I've been doing a lot because like after this, I have another interview with somebody who's never done an interview before, but he's been one of my real ones who's been showing me love for a long time. Mm. So pretty much I take the opportunity to help and teach people starting out because they just show me love, man. Karma. Yeah, exactly. And like the people that have been with you since the beginning, those are the true fans. And those are the people that you have to, you have to like, like, like throw them a bone once in a while, like tell them you appreciate them. I call them my real ones because they're Mm. the real ones yeah exactly exactly and like that's what most people aren't doing like the the things that most people aren't doing are the things that you need to be doing to set yourself apart and like most people aren't willing to do that stuff that that is so one-on-one and that doesn't scale like interviews and responding to messages but that's the stuff that really makes an impact on people and that's the stuff that they're going to remember and and really associate with you and that's the stuff that's going to get them to tell their friends about you um and really just become raving fans you're absolutely right, man. And honestly, that's how I met you. I, <laughs> I did an interview with a smaller YouTuber who's doing a great job. And then he told me about you. If I didn't work with that person, I probably would have never known you. And I would have never had this opportunity. So that tells you, just put yourself out there. Mm, there we go. So what have been some strategies that you've used to meet more people in this space and to network with other people that are doing cool things? Uh, collabing. Mm-hmm. doing interviews like this, doing podcasts like this, and just try reaching, like, there's a lot of people that message me, and I try responding to everybody. Not everybody has a YouTube channel. Not everybody's going to buy my products, but 
I'm going to find somebody who is doing something. And I always try to figure out how I could help them first. Mm. Here's another thing I learned from sales. Never say me, me, me. Always <laughs> say you, you, you. Like the gumball machine. I'm not going to go, hey, can I put this machine right here so I could make passive income, so I could make money? No. It's always, hey, is it okay with you if I put this machine? This is what you're going to get. And that's one thing I learned in sales. And that's one thing that has helped me a lot. How can I help you? And people, by nature, always return the favor. Mm, exactly, exactly. It's all about leading with value and thinking about what you are bringing to the table. That is a must in any yeah. situation. I am totally, totally with you. Yeah. So when it comes to collabing with people, doing interviews, how do you typically find people that you're looking to collab with or do interviews with? Do you mostly just wait for people to come to you or do you reach out to people? Both. But pretty much the first thing I, I look for is if we're in a similar niche mm -hmm. or if we could both benefit each other. For example, you're an entrepreneur podcast. I'm an entrepreneur. I feel like that's a perfect fit. But I don't think I could do an interview or collab with, let's say, someone doing makeup mm -hmm. or someone doing comedy because it just doesn't fit my content. And I put my audience first. Yep. I always ask myself, is my audience going to enjoy this or am I just making a video for the money or this and that? So if my audience isn't going to enjoy it, I don't do it. Mm, that's, that's a must. And that's something that, again, not a lot of people are thinking that way. And a lot of people are just looking at the numbers. They're not thinking about the people. And every time I, I think about having a person on my podcast, I have this vision in my head of like who I think my ideal podcast listener is. And I, I mean, I have demographics to back that up. But like, I know who my podcast listener is. And I, I think every time when I'm going to have somebody on the show, is this person somebody who I think could bring value to my listener? And if they are, great, let's get them on the show. If they're not, great, we're not going to do that. So it's, yeah. it's really important to make sure that you know who you're speaking to and always keep that in mind with every piece of messaging that you put out, every Instagram post that I do, every uh, piece of YouTube content, like everything is always targeted for that ideal person who I know I want to be consuming my content and I know is getting value from it. And that's, and that's very important also when you're trying to grow something, a YouTube, a business, whatever. You need to know who your customers are. You need to know who your audience is. Because once you figure out who they are, you learn how they're going to react to things. You, you learn what their spending habits are. For example, my YouTube channel, I know my niche. It's from the 18 to the 25-year-old. That's my prime. Of course, I have older people younger people, but right there, that's my main niche, males. And now that I know that, I know males around that age usually have a full-time job or part-time job. They don't have a lot of money to spend on a side business. But so that's why I, that's why I mainly review cheap equipment because mm. I know cheap equipment they could afford. See how I know my audience and see how that benefits me. And because of that, that's so much. That's why I've had so much success. Mm, absolutely. So talk to our younger listeners now. Say we've got a 17, 18-year-old listening to the podcast right now who wants to start their own online business. Uh, maybe not an online business, but just like some kind of business where they are their own boss. Um, what would you recommend be a good place for them to start? Um, and what would be, what, what's like the, I mean, you've done a lot of online businesses and, and, and t-shirt printing businesses and stuff. Like what's, what's the place that you would recommend somebody start? 
Look, that's a funny question. I get that question all the time. Sure. And I usually have three different answers. Mm -hmm. One thing I learned is how to read people. Because there's some people out there that want feedback. Mm -hmm. There's some people out there that just want to hear the answer they want to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some people out there that just want to hear their dream. And pretty much if a youngster came up to me and said, hey, I want to start a business, what's the first thing I got to do? Okay. The very first thing you got to do is find other people your age and see what they're doing and see if you want to do it. Secondly, find your passion. Find what makes you happy. Find something that you enjoy doing. And don't focus on the money yet. Focus on growing it. Do what you love first and the money will follow. I'm a big believer in that. Mm. And the last answer I would say is, man, you could do anything you want. Do an eBay business, a vending machine business. You know, just put work and put the time and you're going to achieve it. You see how those three answers are a little bit different? Because it depends on who's asking me that question. Because I like helping people by really helping them, by giving them the answer that's going to get them off their butt and into action. Some people, they'd be like, Reyes, I've been doing research and I just need you to answer this question. No, no, no. You already did the research. You should took the action already. Some mm. people just need a real boom, you know, to get <laughs> off their ass. So, exactly. Different questions to that. I mean, there's so many different answers to that question, but pretty much just start something. Stop mm. asking me. You probably already seen a hundred different side <laughs> businesses you could start. Instead of asking so many people what you should do, you should start asking people, hey, how can I grow this? How can I start that? Mm, absolutely. So what would you tell somebody who's unsure if they've learned enough yet? Maybe they're learning about the vending machine business and they're like, well, I've been learning and I want to get started, but I don't know if I know enough yet to actually do a good job at this. You will never have all the answers when you start, but you will get the answers as you keep going. Mm. That's that, that's pretty much why I tell them, hey, stop asking me so many questions, get started, and then just keep learning. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you got to fall down a couple times. Oh, well, you heard my story. I fell down <laughs> so many times already. Oh, you, you don't even know this. You know what was my first YouTube video? Hmm, no. I was homeless for three months. Really? That's my first. That's when I decided I'm going to make a YouTube video about this journey. So I could motivate people that no matter their situation, you could get out of it. In two months, I already had 1500 in the bank and I was looking for my own place. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I teach people that you're going to get knocked down. There's going to be something in your life that just is such an inconvenience and there's nothing you could do except just take care of it and keep moving forward. Mm. That's the truth. You just got to take them as they come and roll with the punches. You, bro, you, and if you're trying to grow something, you got to learn how to get punched in the face and keep <laughs> going forward. You have to. How do you, how do you develop that? How do you develop that skill or that tolerance? It takes a lot of time. Like I told you in high school, I was lazy and I was full of excuses. And then some real stuff. My mom passed away when I was 20 years old wow. and it was just me and my siblings. And I didn't work because my mom never wanted me to work. She wanted me to focus on school. She's an immigrant. She came to this country legally, had us, but she worked in the fields 
she worked there them jobs that she hated, but she did it to take care of us. Mm. And when I told her, Mom, I want to go get a job, no, focus at school. Well, when she passed away, there was nobody else taking care of me. And me and my siblings, we didn't get along. And it got to a point where I moved out and I didn't have any money and I was sleeping in my car. It was the first time, you know, way back. Like I was like 21 and um, uh, I hit one of my first rock bottoms, like real rock bottoms where no one's taking care of me and I have to go out there and find a way to survive. And right there and there, I told myself, I'm never going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to be dependent on someone else. And right then and there, I just started working hard. And I was like 21. At the end of that year, I had $10,000 in the bank. So life knocked me down so many times. And the first couple of times, I made excuses and I stopped. But when, but when you have no other option other than work your ass off, and go achieve your goals, bro, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. Mm, like, I, absolutely. Like when people tell me they failed at something and they're upset, I tell them, take that as feedback and grow. Mm, that's so essential. And you have to be constantly learning from your mistakes if you do want to be improving. Because like, if you just fail and you take that as a failure and like, well, I guess I'm not cut out for this, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, technically we're all not cut out for what we're doing. But the only reason we succeed is because we don't give up. You can't yeah. fail if you don't give up. That's the truth. That's the yeah. truth. It's all just a part of the process. Exactly. So did you have any mentors in the YouTube space when you were getting started? Um, did you have any channels that you were looking up to or people that were helping you out? Of course. Uh, uh, video creators, Tom, some, I don't remember their names, but pretty much other YouTubers that make YouTube content mm -hmm. about growing your YouTube channel. I always watch their videos, get tips. Here's one thing I learned. Never stop learning. Mm -hmm. Always grow. Always try learning something new. And there's so many different... I, I tell that to people. And the first thing they say is, but Reyes, I hate reading. Yo, <laughs> there's, you can watch a YouTube video. You can watch a podcast. You could just talk to people. You don't have to read books to learn. That's what I did, though. When, when I decided I wanted to try this out and do my own business, I, I had an eBay business before this eBay business. Mm -hmm. This is like the third time I started eBay, right? <laughs> so I've been knocked down a couple of times. And I was doing eBay for a year and a half, full time. I was wow. making about $7,000 in sales a month on eBay. Until one day, I tried logging into my account, and I made a video about this. And YouTube said my account has been suspended. And like that, I couldn't get any more money. They froze my account, the PayPal. They froze my PayPal account. And I was so stupid because I didn't save any money. You know, you, know, you have money coming in almost every day, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm, this is never going to run out. It ran out. I was living by myself. I moved in with my sister. I had a car payment. I couldn't afford it. I started walking everywhere. I had to return the car because I just couldn't pay it. And um, yeah. And then I went to go work at McDonald's. How, how horrible is it? You're your own boss for a year and a half. And then you go work at McDonald's. And to people, that's failure. But to me, I saw that feedback that 
maybe I don't know how to grow a business. And that's when I started reading and learning. And I've read over 30 books on business. Wow. Yeah. That must have been really, really impactful. How did you deal, how and how do you deal with the opinions of others? And how do you factor those in to, to the decisions you make? Oh, man. It's not for everybody. There's some people that can't take criticism mm-hmm. or negative people. You have to grow a thick skin. And the worst people are your family. I remember when I first started doing YouTube, my family members hated it because I wasn't making any money. I was putting in the time. And they told me, you're smart. Go get a regular good job. Go back to school. And I told them, no, I'm going to do this. And either you're going to support me or you're not, but I'm still going to do this. Mm. Eventually, they got the point. And while not I'm doing YouTube full time, <laughs> they're not telling me anything anymore. Exactly. You got to look at that, that long-term game and yeah. really where do you want to be? And you got to let those short-term criticisms go. You have to. And the, to become a YouTuber, you're going to get hate from day one. And if you let each and every person get to you, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Reyes, what are your goals right now? Like, what are you working towards? And like, what, what, are, what are the places that you're looking to get in the near future? 100 no, 1 million subscribers. And I want to become a big influence, not only on the YouTube, but sooner or later, I'm going to pivot to either cable or a uh, Netflix or Hulu. Really? I want to have my own show. That's my big goal. And I know it's going to take years, but I'm in no rush. I love it, dude. I love it. Man, I would watch that show day and night. So pretty much this is what I'm doing now. I'm right now I'm building the foundation and I'm building my credibility. Yep. A lot of people think that they could start today and tomorrow they're gonna be a big success. No, you gotta set the foundation. That I set the foundation for three years for my YouTube channel. Now that it's making money and now that I'm putting my name out there, it's time to build my legacy. Mm. Yeah. That is the truth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Reyes, I could talk with you all day about entrepreneurship and side businesses, and I'm really enjoying it. And you're dropping a lot of value. But I do want to hop into the questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we do wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for them? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So the first question that I have for you is what are you excited about right now? This could be something in your business in the wider realm of the world. But like, what's something that has you genu- genuinely excited about right now? You know what? Losing weight. Really? For the last couple of years, I've, uh, I, I put my weight to the side so I could focus on my business. Mm. But now that I have an editor, I have a full-time editor, I have an assistant, and well, I make enough money, I'm like, you know, it's time to lose weight. So I got a treadmill. I've been on it for the last week. And then I bought a bench press. And that's what I'm excited about, man, because uh, I've been getting a lot of weight. And mm. the money's going to come and go. But if I die tomorrow, I'm not going to take my money with me. So I, I need to start focusing on my health. But that's what I'm excited about. That's a must, dude. And that's, that's huge because, yeah, I mean, you could be the richest guy in the graveyard, but, like, that's not, that's not what you want to be. <laughs> I love that. I never heard that. Richest, <laughs> richest guy in the graveyard. Exactly. Exactly, man. Health, health is number one. So yep. 
what habits do you have that have served you particularly well? These could be business habits, lifestyle habits, but like what stuff that you do on a routine basis to help you get to that next level? Uh, plan my day. Mm. Every day I'm planning on what I'm doing. Like today, you know, I already have my times of what I'm going to do and when, and that helps me keep moving forward because I put the priorities very first thing in the morning because that's when I have the most energy. So I make sure I record my videos. I make sure I do the important stuff in the morning, in the afternoon. It's kind of like the more chill time, interviews, podcasts, organizing, and in the afternoon, family time. Mm. So How many hours a day are you typically working? From eight in the morning to six in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's with a full-time editor and an assistant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. When did you take those people on? Uh, this year, uh, January, I hired my editor. And last month, March 1st, I hired an assistant. Mm. That's got to that's gotta take a, a weight off your shoulders. Oh, bro. Pow, you don't even know. <laughs> because the editing just takes so much time. It does. Yeah. See, a lot of people think, oh, being a YouTuber is easy. They just record and upload. Nah, you got to edit. You got to switch this and that. And there's been a couple of videos where I edited it and I hated how it came out. I didn't even upload them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, editing's editing's a process, dude. I mean, like, I'm putting out a podcast a day. And when I was doing that myself, when I was editing those myself, it was it was all my time. It was all the time that I had just to edit those. But now uh, bringing somebody else on the team has been extremely, extremely helpful. And you know what? That's another reason why I couldn't focus on my weight because I will record my videos, plan my videos, record my videos, edit my videos. And I was like, before I knew it, I mean, I'm exhausted and I just don't have any more time for anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, what kind of content, if any, are you consuming yourself right now? So are there any books that you're reading, YouTube channels you're subscribed to, podcasts you're listening to, or what is that looking like for you? Almost everything motivational. You know, I watch my Gary Vee. Mm -hmm. I watch people in my niche. And of course, I even hit you up a couple of days ago saying, hey, I want to listen to your podcast. <laughs> so anything, honestly, I try listening to almost as much as I can. Even when I'm working, I even have it as just background music, you know, yeah. but just so I could just listen to it. Exactly. It's just that constant repetition and just absorbing as much information as you can. Yep. All right, Reyes, one thing that I'm always very curious about with my guests is the things that they do in their business that don't scale. So a quick example of what I'm talking about here. Um, every single day, I'll pull out my phone and I'll shoot like five to 10 usually video DMs to my new followers. Um, I'll just pick like five to 10 random new followers for the day and I'll shoot them a video. I'll be like, hey, um, thank you so much for the follow. My name's Apple. I really appreciate it. Um, let me know if there's anything that I can do for you. Um, have a wonderful day. Just something really simple like that. Um, but make sure that I say their name and um, it's just like introduction. But it's, it's not something that's scalable. Like I don't mass produce that. I, I only send it to like five different people. I'm not like copy and pasting the same message. Um, are there any things that come to mind for you that you do in your business? I mean, you, I know you said like you do respond to as many messages as you can and that's extremely like not scalable at all. No. Um, but are there any, any things in your business that come to mind? Oh yeah. Well, also commenting on my YouTube videos yeah. and hearting and liking. And um, another big thing is just having conversations with real people about real things that you know there's somebody that messages me and their message just really touches me i take time to just 
call them on Instagram real quick, be like, hey, man, how's everything going, this and that, just to get to know them. I mean, wow. I can't mass produce that. I can't scale that. But to that person, that means so much. Mm, exactly. And it's, it's those things. Again, it's those things that don't scale, that, that really do impact people and that really uh, make a good impression. Exactly. All right, Reyes, you've been dropping a ridiculous amount of value on our listeners, and I am so thankful for you being here. Where can they go if they want to find more about you, hear more from you, reach out to you directly? Where should we send them in the show notes? You know what? Just look up Reyes the Entrepreneur. You don't even got to spell it right. Just get <laughs> close. I'm going to pop up on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. There we go. There we go. And all of those links will be in the show notes below if you guys want to check those out there. Um, Reyes, do you have any last words of wisdom or parting thoughts for our listeners here on Young Smart Money today? Yes. Whatever idea you're thinking about, just go for it. Don't overthink it. Yes, you're going to go through some ups and downs, but trust me, just keep going and start today. Okay, tomorrow. Start tomorrow, <laughs> but just get started. That is what's up. Reyes, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it, and I appreciate you choosing to spend it here on Young Smart Money. Hey, man, just want to say thank you for the opportunity, and it was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Young Smart Money. If you want to support the show, you can do so in three different ways. You can subscribe, you can leave me five, and you can share this episode with a friend. To subscribe, all you got to do is click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. To leave me five, all you got to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the podcast's page for Young Smart Money and click on the write a review button. And to share with a friend, all you got to do is screenshot yourself listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, tag me, and I'll be sure to repost it in my Instagram story as well. I love giving you guys some attention who are listening to the show. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one.